Coming up, a special interview, 360 gaming treadmills, jingles in 2021, and electric toothbrushes. All that and more on this episode of For or Against. Just old friends on the podcast who build a defense on ridiculous topics. Are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man, this show is immense. So tune in and choose a side that you sit on the fence, man. We debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars. You listening now to For or Against. So turn the volume up, this is For or Against. Hello and welcome to For or Against, a podcast for new friends produced by old friends. Joining me today are Michael Winan, Patrick Lothian, and special guests from the Let Me Ask You a Question podcast, Anthony DeAngelis and EJ5000. Before we hear from each of you, I'd like to make a quick shout out to friend of the show, Jem Swallow from Corky Jem's podcast. Jem records her show on the other side of the Atlantic. She brings a lot of energy to each episode, and we think you should check her out. To whet your appetite, here's a brief clip from her show. Quirky Gems Podcast is a lifestyle podcast where I talk about conversation, current events, and curiosities. Join me, Gems Swallow, Thursdays here at Quirky Gems Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. See you there. Thank you, Gem. Check out Corky Gems Podcast wherever you do your podcast listening. Okay, let's get started. Joining us this evening, live via Zoom from the Let Me Ask You a Question podcast are Anthony DeAngelis and EJ5000. Thank you so much for being on our show, guys. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you so much. We are very pleased to have you. Um, I think what I'd like to do is just start off, uh, this is our, our first live interview in our podcast, um, to have you guys just introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about who you are, uh, what you do, where you're recording from, and, and so on and so forth. I'm so excited. I'm so nervous. I'm nervous and excited. <laughs> There's I'm no need to be. The, the, our parents are really our only listeners. So. <laughs> okay, good. I'm relaxed. Your audience. I don't think right, we're good. far beyond. I think we're about the same. I mean, maybe we've gotten further. <laughs> My mom listens to your show. Wow, that <laughs> that would be cool. I'd be interested. All right, EJ, do you want to do you want to take it away? Uh sure. My name is as a producer EJ. I'm I'm known on. Uh, let me ask you a question. EJ Dukoski is my full name. I am a graphic designer by trade, but I'm a musician extraordinaire. I had the opportunity of touring around the United States with some really cool bands. I'm hailing right now from Arlington, Virginia, and I was a little late because I'm also currently teaching music lessons. So. Uh, that's me summed up in a nutshell, but also I started the website Moot.TV several years ago, kind of at a need as a man in my 30s, uh, feeling isolated from people that I know. Uh, as we get older, I had less and less contact with my friends in person. I had to relocate several times throughout my life for family health issues and other needs and, and, and reasons. And so I started Moot.TV as a platform to have podcasts. So I had an excuse to hang out with my friends. And so the first podcast that we have is called White Wasabi, which uh, other co-hosts on Let Me Ask You a Question, Greg uh, and another friend of ours talked about anime. And we, we did that for a bunch of episodes. And then just because of schedules, uh, we had to kind of put that on the wayside. And then Anthony and I, Anthony's been one of my best friends. We've known each other for 30 years. I uh, reached out to Anthony uh, to start doing Let Me Ask You a Question with Greg, who was also, again, on let me ask you a question and white wasabi. And since then we've been consistent for now four years. We've, if we've missed a week, we've, we've compensated for it. And it's just been an amazing thing to be able to talk to my friend, whether he wants to or not every week. <laughs> All right, Anthony, can, can you confirm everything that he just said? Are you guys actually friends? Oh, it's a love story. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Over 
30 years now it's unbelievable and that we still uh i think we still enjoy it i i still enjoy it it seems friendship? like we all still enjoy it. well and the show <laughs> itself but yes friend, we can start with friendship as well uh but no absolutely it's been it's been really wonderful like for the last four years to finally you know it's very easy to not talk to each other and and this was a way indeed to get us talking once a week. And we've had many, many, many laughs because of that. So that's kind of the story of how Lamayak happened. He just called yeah. me one day and said, do you want to do a podcast? And I said, that, about what? And he said, I don't know. And that was it. <laughs> <We figured. laughs> that, that's really interesting. That's not too dissimilar from the origins of, of our story. Um, you know, we've all been friends for, you know, three decades plus. Uh, and uh, we have found ourselves in our 20s sort of, you know, going our own ways, living in different parts of the country, being consumed with, you know, work and other things. And so this past year, uh, I think probably spurred on by the pandemic to sort of find a way to connect amidst the isolation that is uh, yeah. 2020, um, we started this podcast. That's really cool. And I'm glad to hear that you guys were able to do this or have been doing this for four years. Um, uh, EJ, can you tell us a little bit more about Moot.TV in terms of it being a platform? Platform, you know what other shows are are on uh, your on your platform. We currently have four shows on the platform. Uh, White Wasabi Against kind of defunct or kind of in limbo, and that was our anime podcast. Let Me Ask You a Question is the podcast that Anthony, uh, Greg, who's not here tonight, and I am on, and it's kind of uh, we wax poetic about a question that Anthony asks us. Um, and then we have two others. We have the Derek D Dozen, which is actually a podcast by Anthony's cousin. Derek D. Dozen, Anthony's cousin, and he's a comedian and a voiceover actor, and he talks for 12 minutes, has some guests on some episodes, and sometimes just talks uh, about things that are on his mind. And then lastly, we have a show called Kyle Mocha Won't Shut Up, and it's a kind of like Rumblecore hour and a half show, <laughs> but each week, the three guys, uh, the three main hosts on the show write a song right before the show and then they air it on the show and sometimes it's like a, a two minute folk song but most often it's like a seven to ten minute prog song very oh, wow. ambitious That's music awesome. really great songwriting too so you can find them on uh, houseboat tommy lee jones on youtube or you can just head over to the web address moot.tv it's a website and that's the actual url moot.tv you can see those four podcasts also over there we have some articles and whatnot uh another reason i started the podcast was uh, i have a kid and i wanted to have him start to learn to communicate with the world in a proper way so he's written some articles there he's been on a bunch of uh let me ask you questions as well and he's a, an incredible musician in his own right he'll have an album coming out pretty soon so give him a little plug i'm curious have have you guys always uh, been drawn towards creative endeavors because it sounds like graphic design, music, podcasting, writing. Is this something that has always been uh, you know, a thread throughout your guys' lives? I would say yes. I think yes for, for both of us. Hope I'm not speaking out of turn there. But no, as long as I can remember, for sure. And if not music, because I kind of came to music a little bit late, really. I grew up listening. Like My dad's a rock and roll drummer. So I grew up around music, but it, it, it wasn't until... and. Funny story, once again, with EJ and I, uh, I started playing piano because he, he told me in passing that if I played piano, girls would, would like me. And, <laughs> and that's why I started playing the piano. And, um, and I stopped playing the piano once that was true. <laughs> I said, mission accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, I would say for the both of us that creativity is definitely something that goes way back. To and, and to, uh, to, to, 
push Anthony a little bit more. Anthony's a, 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 on Broadway. He's from New York City right now. I don't know if he introduced himself as from there. And so Anthony is a Broadway pianist and composer. And so I, not to, again, speak for you, but I'm just so proud to to know you, my friend of, uh, uh -huh. you know, a million years. So uh, accomplished in his own right, though, he probably would be ashamed to say so. We have a real mutual admiration society. <laughs> That's good. It's very different See, than this show where yeah, we just kind of yell different. at each other for an hour. <laughs> Don't listen we to talk shit, Randy, though. Let me ask yeah. you a question. <laughs> yeah. So let me let, friends with talk. these guys instead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll trade you, Mike, for Greg. How's that? <laughs> um, tell us a little bit more about, um, let me ask you a question. Uh, I, I feel like the title is pretty self-explanatory, but give us the gist of what the show is for um, some of our slower listeners who can't quite piece it together. I think how I, how I think of this show is my poor girlfriend, who I love dearly, uh, I, it gets the brunt of the things I think about much too much. And so when... EJ asked me to do a show. I said, oh, here's here's something. I can kind of unleash these stupid, stupid things that I think about upon other people. Uh, and it's been wonderful ever, ever, ever since. It works for Meredith. It works for the show. But basically, I think uh, at the heart of it, I am a talker, as they say. Uh, sure. And I could just endlessly ask people questions. And I feel, and now I, I keep a little, you know, I listened to your latest episode about journaling and, and, and things of that ilk. And I now keep a little note, the notes on the iPhone, and I'm constantly writing questions. And there's just hundreds and hundreds. Um, a lot of them are incredibly stupid. And we ask those too. <laughs> so can you give us an example of some of the types of questions that you've explored on your show? Oh my God, they run, they run the gamut. Did, oh, ooh, EJ had a big smile on his face. Did you have particular <laughs> I, ones you want to say? We have two very different types of questions. Yes. Um, and uh, the, the end goal is always to, to be thoughtful and explore the mind, be a little surreal, push the limits, but also to be blue and laugh. We're, we're really in it to make each other laugh. So I'll, I smirked because all the questions that I think, usually Greg and I uh, are just worried that Anthony's going to ask a certain type of question. So he'll ask, often ask questions of a sexual nature to embarrass us, but not all the time. And so like, uh, what's one of our more recent questions? Like, okay, so there is a lot of sexual questions. So we'll ask something <laughs> I like have, that. I still have tons and I'm 36, so. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. We're all in the same boat. I mean, what a more recent one that was non-sexual in nature would be uh, something like the, the more you know about something, it does it become more or less clear to you. So, you know, those, I, I love it when questions can kind of go off in any direction and they don't have super particular answers. And so you can kind of have a debate. I, I would like to feel that I'm at a diner having endless cups of coffee. I feel like I feel like that erudite question that you just asked also applies to the realm of sexuality. The more you know, the more you realize you don't know. So um, that's like you have true. A, a good platform for getting to really engaging, um, interesting questions. So it sounds like I mean, you guys have been in the podcast game for four years now. You know, we're still relatively new. We're still in year one. I think we're at like six, seven months in. We're in three seasons. Our, our uh, seasons are of an arbitrary length, usually about ten. <laughs> episodes. Um, but do you have any advice for, for either us or for people that are interested in starting a podcast of their own? What has allowed you uh, to keep going for four years? And what are some you know early successes that you guys had that you think helped you know propel you along the way? Producer EJ. Uh, for me, it's really nice to have something to ground me and hold myself accountable in the chaos that is my life. And so it's kind of been the cornerstone of consistency for the past four years for me. So I try to make sure that we have an episode out every Monday. 
um, consistency in the podcast game is super important. People don't like to look for their podcast on Tuesday or Wednesday if it's supposed to be there on Monday. So consistency, I think, is key. Another thing that because of the pandemic has been great and is a great example right here is people are doing podcasts with each other. People are are more than willing to reach out to other people. Uh, a case study would be we have a friend named Sean Arajo who's a wonderful friend of the show and a friend from from way back as well. And he reached out to a comedian, Todd Glass, who's a well-known comedian, has his own podcast, sure. reached out to him. And, and at first he created a theme song for him because he's a musician. And then he said, hey, let me see if he'll be on our show. And so Todd said, sure, what am I doing? I'm a famous comedian and I can't tour. So I think just taking chances, what's the worst that someone gonna say is no, or you're gonna get a down vote on iTunes. So don't be afraid to ask people to be on your show if you're interested in that kind of format. I think we were doing a little bit of research digging into you know your back catalog, and it looked like you've had some interesting guests. Uh, you know, dare I say, celebrities in their own right. Could you share some of like your your big gets on your show? Oh, to, For to, us, to it's kind of interesting, and not to not to sound like a cool guy, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anthony and I have both been been privileged in music and in art uh, to meet a lot of people. So a lot of our gets are friends. Almost everybody that's been on the show so far currently are people that I would be comfortable saying friends. Uh, and so uh, I, I'm not sure who you're specifically referring to, but we recently had John Nolan of Taking Back Sunday on, who I had the pleasure of touring with a few years back. And I got to take my son to his first concert at a sold out Taking Back Sunday show. We got to hang out with them. So he, he's a friend of mine, uh, Tobacco or uh, Tom Feck toured, toured with, not in their band, but with him as well. So a lot of these relationships are just musical relationships or art relationships that we've had that I've held over the years. And then another big crux of that is the New York City connection. People roll through New York City. And so we just know people who know people who know people because Anthony, Anthony's still there. And I went to college there and was there for about eight years. And so that really helped out with all those connections. Uh, we've been recently reaching out to friends of friends and tapping into our friends of friends of friends, and it seems like as long as you're uh, a solid dude, as long as you're, as long as you're a good person, people are willing to talk to you or at least take a chance. So, that's very cool. Uh, something, else, something else to add? Sorry to cut you off. Oh no, I was I, all I was going to say is that EJ has been absolutely wonderful about finding guests and getting more people on the show, and it's been fantastic. We really increased our efforts kind of more seriously in the last three or four months. And it's been and it's been really, really great and interesting again, because during the time that this is right now, of course, it's just kind of wonderful to be able to have the feeling like you're at a party or among other people and get to know other people uh, when you can't be out mingling. And so it's been really, really nice. Yeah, I don't like people in general. And I, I, I'm not afraid to say that, but like I don't like going out and interacting with people. Um, but I also miss it. I, I, it's just so wonderful to be able to share, especially with strangers. So the best conversations you have are with strangers. And so uh, the music school story was at the music school the other night. Somebody needed guitar strings. He came in. I can't help but keep my mouth shut. Just like Anthony, I'm a talker. I overheard why the guy needed strings. He's a Twitch guy. And so I was like, oh, that's cool. really neat. I watched his stream. And so now he's going to be a guest on our show. So just Excellent. those little relationships that you would make every day in common if you if you do open your mouth and say something are great, uh, even though people, again, people are terrible. 
Protect to the worst. <laughs> yeah, I, I we're know all from, terrible together. Right. That's the thing. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I know from our experience, we've we started to form these connections that are perhaps unlikely. Didn't go into it expecting to, you know, be friends with, you know, Jem Swallow, who records, um, you know, uh, in the UK, or you guys who are in, uh, you know, on, on the East Coast. So it's been really cool to be part of like the. I don't know if there's such thing as a, a podcasting community, but uh, that's been a, a pleasant, you know, surprise um, doing this for the past six months or so. Um, can you tell us where people can find your podcast or where they should go to, to find you online? Yeah, we've got, so there is moot.tv. There is the actual hub, the website that you can check out all the podcast stuff on. And there's like, there's swag and there's all kinds of things that you can do there, but there's also, uh, we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, uh, we're on Stitcher. Is there any other media that we're on, EJ? You can get us on Alexa, um, and I, I believe like oh, sure. Podbean, and almost everything except for Pandora right now. Pandora is not quite working yet, but anywhere that you can get podcasts, you should be able to find us by searching Let Me Ask You a Question, and then you'll see it's a little blue icon because there was somebody who started – uh, another podcast with the same name a month after us and their oh. first get was Conan O'Brien. So Ooh, no. they might pop up soon, but they, they've dropped off. They haven't been consistent and I think they're gone. So, but yeah, let me ask you a question. You'll see the little moot.tv logo in the corner. That's the easiest way. Excellent. One final question for you guys. Would you stick around to play a round of four or against? Oh Absolutely. my, would I ever? <laughs> All right. Perfect. It's time to play for or against. One of us will present a topic. We will each analyze, discuss, and argue about that topic. And then we will decide if we are for or against said topic. This week, Michael Winan will present our first subject. Michael, take it away. Will do. So gentlemen, uh, we've got some recurring themes in some of the things that we decide whether or not we're for or against them. Two of them are strange uh, fitness equipment and uh, video game accoutrement and the like. I here have a product for you that is now available and available to invest in that is both of those things. I present to you the Omni One by Virtuex, which you can get in on the ground floor of. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to take a look at this video, but oh, yeah, there's many times <laughs> there is a <laughs> more than once. <laughs> essentially, it is an octagon that a gentleman wearing a, uh, uh, a VR headset is running around <laughs> shooting things like he's Katniss Everdeen, uh, where he's got a um, uh, a pole kind of attached to him while he's running in place. It's 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 a quite remarkable <laughs> scene, but they say that this thing is you know fully immersible uh, experience. They say that it. it gets you fit uh it essentially does everything and you can invest on the ground floor what could possibly go wrong mike <laughs> just to, to clarify for our listeners um it, it's essentially like a 360 degree treadmill yes it, yes for yes, vr vr it's also you've got a you've got a nut one of those really cool vests on that's something that keeps <laughs> you in there it's got I, I really appreciate that they've got the uh sections there for my individual abs I'm just waiting for the nipples for the uh, the, the Clooney expansion, the Batman and Robin expansion. Right. <laughs> we'll see. So, Anthony, we'll start with you as a, our guests will go first. Uh, what do you think? Are you for or against this? Are you going to purchase one or perhaps invest? <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't be more fascinated by this. I will say, I will say that just in the amount of time between me learning about this via the doc that you sent beforehand uh, and now 
Instagram is already advertising it. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it, now the appetite is so wet. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am going to, I'm going to lead with my verdict and then explain. I'm firmly against this. And the, the reason I'm firmly against it is that it immediately brought about such feelings of inadequacy. Like, if, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not what you'd call physically fit. And so I, now I'm wondering, like, if I just want to play a video game and I want to sit and veg out and relax. And now suddenly there's this going to be this other level of troll gamers that are also physically fit. And now... <laughs> and, and, and do I have to run as as fast as them in the game? Like, are you really going to be kind of hindered by you are not being physically fit? So I, I couldn't help but immediately think about that. And then that led me, uh, well, after the fact that I would also have to fit that in my tiny New York City apartment. <laughs> so once I got past those two things, I was firmly in the against camp. Uh, gotcha. So, yeah, the jocks will be taking over the lands of the nerds soon enough. If this thing takes off. Yes, yes. I get that. I get that. Well, well, Patrick, you are uh, our, I think, our resident gamer, and also a man who uh, hasn't run two miles since he was eighteen and won't shut up about it. Uh, and what nerd. do you think? <laughs> well, I have a VR set, and I have been pretty impressed with how it really brings you into another world. Um, and the, like, feels like things are in front of you and you're like picking stuff up and looking at it. I would love to be for this because after high school or after college, when I was living in Chicago, I did a bunch of the intramural sports with friends, like adult sports and kick that ball, is softball, right? uh, kickball, soccer, dodgeball, no softball though. Um, and that's my preferred way to work out, which is why I have not worked out in a while. (laughs) It's actually doing something like I hate running unless you're running for a reason. So I would love nothing more than for this to be a legitimate way for me to work out and have some fun, but it's just not going to be one (laughs) going to work well. Um, there's, there's been stuff like this probably for like five years now, different people trying to do it. And you basically are wearing like slippery socks so that you can run on a slightly curved surface. And I, I feel like we're probably at least another five years away. So maybe in five years, I will get one of these bad boys, but right now I'm not going to be an investor. I'm you against. think they just need five more years to get the socks, the correct amount of slippery. <laughs> yeah, What's going to happen in five years? What's going to happen in five years. That's going to make this better, Pat. Well, I don't, I think that they'll go through enough iterations where they'll figure out how to make it more realistic to what you're doing. And it might not be a slippery sock solution. (laughs) It might be some sort of other solution. All right. right. EJ, how about you? you, You're going to save this thing or else uh, we're going to be firmly against this if uh, if we got three against. I'm going to say I'm conceptually for it. All right. I I do not disregard anything that uh, Anthony and Patrick have said. Because yeah, this this one isn't gonna work. <laughs> it's just not. That's just not how you would accomplish that. Uh, talk t- like that ring is supposed to hold me up if I slip on the slippery surface that's spo- made for slipping. I don't think so. It's, it seems like a death trap. It'd be but, a hell of a thing for the cops to find you in <laughs> if you die. Yeah, and when I work out, I don't like to wear clothes, so it's, the scene would be absolutely <laughs> terrible. No, but there are other devices that that work already. Like I don't know if you guys have ever seen. I've never used one again. I, I agree with Patrick with his his uh, 
his take on running. Like I, I was always taught that there's only two reasons to run and that's if you're on fire or if you're being chased. So I do not do it, but I, I do find the need to exercise. So they have these um, climbing wall treadmills that yeah. will move with you like mm-hmm. a treadmill should. So, you know, there's been movies, of course, like uh, Robo Jocks and also not the movie Ready Player One, but the concept from the book where there's a treadmill underneath us mm. and we can we can move around. And I think it's a great idea. And you need to have some plan Bs before you get to the plan A. So I do. I love the idea. I support the idea. I'm not investing in it. I don't want to get one. I'll use my rich friends ones if they buy one who waste money on things. But I'm going to say conceptually, I'm for this. All right. All right. Got it's a, a romantic four. four. <laughs> a romantic <Yeah>. four. <laughs> All right, Mike, uh, you're not for video games, but it should be for this because you are in for physical fitness. I am in for physical fitness. Um, I believe I've run more than Pat in my life. Um, <laughs> actually, the sum total of Pat's running, I probably did more today. <laughs> um, but uh, Pat, you said that this has been around, like th- this idea has been around for five years, but I would argue that this has been around um, at least since the early 90s. Because I happen to remember that my dear friend Patrick Baldwin, who lived three houses away, had the Nintendo Power Pad, which was mm. a giant um, rollout Nintendo controller that you would stand on so that you could play one game <laughs> nintendo's <laughs> uh track and field track game field, yeah. uh, so this has been around for a lot longer than than i think we're giving uh it, it credit for and here's the thing is if you tried to do an actual run on the nintendo power pad you couldn't go very fast but if you sort of did like a weird tap dancing like skipping sort of like <laughs> thing that wasn't running then you could just like fly in the game and that's what patrick baldwin always did and i would i would just try to run and run harder and harder and harder and like the harder that i ran the actual like slower that i would go because it wasn't about your running gait it was about you know the 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 rapid you know percussive uh toe taps that you can make and famously I'm sorry, Fred Astaire, famously a great track and field player. Yes, yes. Uh, through the show, Chris Wynan figured out that if you just put a chair down and then run your feet as fast as you can go, you'll destroy. You'll win that game every single time. So I just, I can't imagine how this uh, system is not going to have similar hacks where like, oh, all you have to do is like get your cat to stand on it and then you can go a lot faster in, you know, Call of Duty or something. Oh, now I'm a four. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i guess i'm for that too um so i think i think that this thing isn't super practical i think uh, no one is spending more than 15 minutes in vr uh in, in a given week um so I, i'm against this this isn't it's not ready for prime time we, we need this to be ar that goes over your smart glasses from last week's episode and requires you know just an open space michael i'm against all right, like, we've got another we against. You, have we swayed you in either direction? Well, so I try to look at this thing objectively and say, okay, what are my problems with this? Uh, first of all, this guy in the video looks like an absolute idiot. It's uh, fantastic. No it's so fantastic. <laughs> I can't put wonderful. too fine a point on how fantastic these people look touting it. It's why I watched it many times. <laughs> <laughs> Even the fake abs aren't going to make me look cool in this thing. But I think about like when I am playing video games and I'm getting owned by 12-year-olds, like that's not a good look either. Like I'm in my underwear <laughs> leaning back in the same chair I'm in now just going like oh so, so i mean there's not much of a difference so that's not a big deal the thing that i'm concerned is the games for this like if they're spending so much time on the hardware 
who's making this software? Like, it's probably very, very bad. It's probably the equivalent of like Pong at this point. So the game, I'm entering a game with tons of glitches as it is. Uh, so that's a problem. But the thing that really makes me in against is they, if they really needed my money, this thing is not going to do well. Somebody else, like, point. They, they like a lot that like, oh, Mark Cuban's invested. So I can also invest in this thing. If they had Mark Cuban's enough money to make this thing, they're not asking Mike Wyden for any money. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, go out, make this thing, and then I'll think about it. But uh, no, I'm not investing on the ground floor of this one. I, any any investment that would have me as a ground floor member is an investment I do not want to be a part of. I don't need to test anything that takes up more than a couple inches. <laughs> right, there you go. I, like, there's I really... a... Oh, go ahead, EJ. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's there's a mall down here called Tyson's Corner, and they have this great interactive VR thing. It's called The Void. I believe there's a few of them throughout the United States. And it's a, a VR headset that you put on, and you wear a computer on your back, but it's this heavy backpack. And they have these actual interactive uh, games that you walk through. So it's physical. It's amazing. The one I did was a, a, a Marvel um, Avengers type cool. one. And it was super neat. And you would walk through rooms and, you know, you're probably just walking around in one big room. But because of the VR headset, you can see four other people that you're with. And it was the first time I had seen that technology that we all really want achieved correctly. Uh, so can that happen on a treadmill? Yeah, sure. Why not? Do I think that this is the one? No, but I'm still for it because you got to have a lot of failures. I mean, we we've seen the crazy footage of uh, that that the mono wheel before we had the automobile, or maybe concurrent <laughs> with the automobile, right? We need crazy thinkers to try things out and fail miserably, so that hopefully on the other end we can achieve greatness. You only have to left. succeed once. No. <laughs> so Wynan, you mentioned Mark Cuban and it made me think, didn't I see this on Shark Tank? I don't so know. I just a searched version it. Of this, yeah, it was on Shark Tank. It, no, this one oh, was this on one. Shark Tank. <laughs> and um, originally they all said, no, this is ridiculous. But then Mark Cuban was part of a $3 million seed funding for it. Okay. This is in 2014. Right. Oh, wow. But they're still asking for my money, which yeah. means they already <laughs> spent that. Yeah, I, re I really like the idea that they burnt through the three million, but they need 80 bucks from Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to get them over the finish line. <laughs> All right. Well, Anthony and EJ, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, make sure you check out their podcast. Uh, let me ask you a question wherever you do your podcast listening. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. For Against is brought to you by our very own merch store. That's right, we have merch. Visit foragainstpod.com slash shop to check out our spirited apparel and home goods. We've partnered with on-demand printing and fulfillment company printful.com, so that means any idea we have for a product can quickly be uploaded to our store, processed by them, and purchased by you. Our featured product of the week is the Team FOA t-shirt. Modeled after a vintage USA Olympic logo design, the Team FOA shirt says, I love America, and I listen to podcasts. Get one now. For those interested, we earn $7 from each product that we sell, and that money goes directly back into the show. At least it will once the first listener actually buys something. As part of this promotion, I'd like to workshop a few more merch ideas. Patrick and Michael, um, I'd like to pick your brain and think about what should we be adding to our merch store? Michael, starting with you. Uh, I'd like to submit that we uh, have a for or against iPhone case, and I'm going to gift one to Patrick Lothian, just <laughs> one step closer to when he finally does have an iPhone, he will have a case for it. <laughs> All right, perfect. Sounds great. Patrick, do you have an idea for some merch that we can add to our merch store? I don't have an idea. I have a 
a complaint, where can I send complaints? <laughs> that send it, send it right here. This is you know appropriate. We're workshopping the whole idea. So if you don't want to come up with a new idea, you could just criticize one that somebody else worked really hard on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the problem is they didn't work really hard on it. Last week we talked about having things that happen on the show be on a t-shirt, and you said you were gonna make one, and I was waiting to see which one made it, and apparently it was none. Well, none. I decided to to make the Team uh, FOA t-shirt instead. I saw a vintage Olympic t-shirt that inspired me. And I liked specifically how the star uh, nestled inside of the uh, senders of the A. And I said, hey, we've got an A in our acronym. There's three letters just like USA. Let's go ahead and do that. Uh, so uh, it's not off the table. I may still do it. Um, your critique is taken. Um, it is filed under uh, consideration. for. Future I understand and I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> That's even worse. Well, thank you, fellas. Check out our merch store at fortoragainstpod.com slash shop. And we are back. Patrick, uh, it is now time for your topic. What do you have for us? My topic was given to me by Michael McFadden. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is uh, commercial jingles, not past jingles, not like jingles from your childhood, but jingles in 2021. So new jingles for new products. And because it was Michael's topic, I'm going to start with Michael McFadden. Okay. So since it was my topic, I'm going to clarify what your topic was. Um, <laughs> what, what I meant by this was I feel like the commercial jingle uh, was vibrant and, and there during our childhood uh, through, through most of the nineties and started to peter out in the uh, early two thousands. You know, like we had buy Menon, uh, we had give me a break, break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. I mean, there was, there was just like every brand had a jingle and you would sing it and remember it, but that's sort of gone away. I can't really think of one off the top of my head. Um, so maybe somebody has one, but I can't think of one. What is the jingle ready for a comeback is, is the question that I'm asking. And since Pat turned it over to me, I'm just going to go ahead and say, I don't think that it could be done not ironically. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like maybe the only jingle that I can think of um, at Folgers has sort of done this where they've sort of brought back the best part of waking up as Folgers in your cup but like they're doing it super weirdly where there's like a choir singing in somebody's bathroom while they're showering i and i guess that's part of just the times is like doing something but sort of doing it in, in sort of a tongue-in-cheek way i'd like just i'd like i think i'd like to see it i want somebody to try it i want somebody to be bold and and, and get out there and make a jingle for their chewing gum or their gym shoes will or, you make a four against jingle mike I couldn't because I'm not <laughs> good at music or singing. Um, so, but I would love if Lexi made a jingle for for or against. Um, so if she's a listener, I know she's a uh, sometimes a guest host, um, but maybe, maybe she'll make one. We'll, we'll see. We'll put the ball in her court. Um, maybe Patrick, your brother is a musician. Also, maybe Andrew will make us a jingle. Um, he did create the original theme song to the 2010 version of this uh, YouTube version uh, of for against i'm for it i want to see jingles make their way back um I, i'm only seeing them if at all done ironically and i think we need authenticity we, we need to we need to bring that back for 2021 and let's just be genuine let's have a genuine sappy corny jingle for pringles <laughs> i'm for so do you want all of 2021 to be genuine or just the jingles 
I wouldn't mind if 2021 was <laughs> genuine and honesty. sincere and just like people just had like a, a reckoning and said, you know what, things have been weird for a while. Let's just go back to being normal and let's start that with a Pringle jingle. I like it. How Did about you do you, this whole thing for the rhyme? <laughs> <laughs> no, that just came to me. Right. Maybe you can write jingles. <laughs> I, I could write them, but I can't produce them. I can call EJ 5000. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Mike, I, I agree with you that I think that uh, jingles do have a power. If for whatever reason I ever find myself in the Chicagoland area and I need carpeting for some reason, I know the exact number to call to get Empire Carpets uh, because of their jingle. But that power is a, is a double-edged sword because you also have the Cars for Kids jingle. And if I ever had a car that I needed to donate, and guess what I do? I have for like a year, it's one of the most uh, terrible sagas of my life, but I refuse to give this to Cars for Kids. I'm saying it on record. They will never get that car or any car of mine because that song is so horrifying uh, that uh, even though it's stuck into my brain, uh, it uh, it angers me to this day. And in fact, I'm going to try and, and stop talking before I start screaming. Um, so, uh, but the problem is, Mike, is that in order to have a commercial jingle, you have to have a commercial. And I hate to break it to you. People don't watch terrestrial television anymore. People don't watch commercials. Uh, they skip through them on YouTube when they can. They pay extra money like me on Hulu to skip them. Uh, I, I don't think I've seen a commercial in, in at least months, maybe for live sports only. So it's never going to get stuck in my head. Jingles are dead in 2021 because I can't hear them often enough for them to matter. I am against them. You ever go to YouTube? Yeah, but you can skip a YouTube video after like five seconds. Most of the time, but the jingle could be in that first five seconds. Oh, then, then we got to have a five second a jingle so good that I got to be like... <laughs> Wait, I'm not going to click. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> yeah, that would be I, a hell of a jingle. I'd also like to propose um, jingles in mid-roll podcast sponsored placements. Mm, okay. It's shorter okay. than the fast forward 30 seconds button so that people know, oh, if I fast forward it, then I'm going to have to rewind 15 seconds. I'm going to have to hear it anyway. So that, that that's my pitch for um, you know the, the big jingle industrial complex. So you're inventing a new thing, which is the podcast jingle, which I might be for. Okay. Uh, Patrick, I guess you know we're on to you for your my topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I remember a jingle from us talking about this that I, I don't remember if it they brought it back or if it was just an old commercial that was shown for a couple weeks in a row, but I can't think of it. And it's really bugging me <laughs> like on the tip of my tongue. Um, but even the bad jingles, like when they get like in your, I still like them because they're, there's a reason they get stuck in your head. Like there's a reason the cars for kids song gets stuck in your head. Cause the and, devil is real. And, yeah. uh, and he's among us yeah. <laughs> satan himself so i am does a little that. jingle writing on the I, side I, I am for your my topic very good and fun fact this is the real reason i used this um, as a topic um barry manilow is a prolific jingle writer having uh, penned such famous jingles as band-aid stuck on band-aid uh state farms like a good neighbor um stridex give your face something to smile about kfc's KFC again, grab a bucket of chicken from 1983 and McDonald's, you deserve a break today, as well as Pepsi's feeling free campaign. 
I thought you were going to tell us that Barry Manilow listened to this show, and then I was I was really happy for a second, and then I was sad. So I'm even more against it. <laughs> so why did you bring? I don't understand. You said the. Yeah, I thought it was something apropos to Barry Manilow. I wanted to impress you with my knowledge that Barry Manilow also writes jingles <laughs> in addition to bangers. <laughs> Speaking of jingles, can we talk about the Panera Bread commercials from the last few years where they talk about their clean ingredients? Like, that's the weirdest way to talk about food. Vaguely we used racist. to have this dirty ass food. <laughs> now we have clean food. Come get our clean food. Like, it's so weird. And I, have I no hate idea it. What you're talking also, about. Panera's gone way downhill. Well, because you're not seeing commercials seen anymore. I haven't ever seen a Panera yeah, commercial. Me either. Well, they talk they about those. how their food is clean, They're, it's fresh and clean. <laughs> and I don't like it. All right. Um, thank you, Patrick, for your topic. Now it's time for my topic. Uh, my my topic. Uh, moving along, um, I want to talk to you, gentlemen, about electric toothbrushes. Um, do you use one? Are you for or against the electric toothbrush? I'd like you to both go, and then, um, depending upon your position, I will correct you. Um, let's start with Patrick this time. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I am a Quip subscriber. Uh, if you have not heard of Quip, you are not listening to enough podcasts. Uh, <laughs> Quip is a <laughs> uh, a toothbrush company and you can actually get it at like Target and stuff now. But um, it's like a razor company where they send you razors every month. They send you a head every time the dentist thinks you should get a new head. Uh, they also send you a new battery each time which I've only replaced the battery once and I've gotten like 12 heads so I can use those batteries for other things. So that's been kind of nice. So I'm four. I feel like it cleans better. Um, I don't know what the downside would be compared to another toothbrush. And unlike some, well, I mean, most electric toothbrushes, you can change off the tip. So I don't know why I'm trying to figure out why you might be against them or why you'd think we're going to be against them if you're going (laughs) to, but I guess we'll see. I'm four. All right, Michael, electric toothbrushes. Um, so I am a, a, a dentophobe. That's a real thing. I have a true phobia of going to the dentist. Like when some people don't like people touching their eyes, I have a real problem with people touching my teeth. Other people <laughs> touching people? their eyes? Wait. Yeah, you know how like people like don't like it? Like when like they can't wear contacts because they have a weird thing about their eyes. Like no. that's a real thing. That's <laughs> yeah, a real get thing. That. You made it seem like people don't like when other people touch their <laughs> eyes, which I think is everyone. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, again, I don't want to kink shame anybody, but I don't think there's anybody who that's their thing. Um, there's definitely there somebody. Is, go for it. Um, safety first, though. Uh, but so I, my uh, mouth is a horror show. Every time I go <laughs> to the dentist, which is uh, not every six months, I'll admit to say how often I go. Uh, there are several cavities. So whatever I'm doing is not right. So I'm not, I, don't, I think I might have to abstain from this one. Our first ever abstain, but I had an electric <laughs> toothbrush before um, and it didn't feel like I was, didn't feel like it was really getting in there. I don't know. Do I have to, do I brush like I brush like a normal toothbrush and then the electricity part is like added on like a bonus like an electric bike or do i just That's like what put I it do. there I up like against my... It on my teeth yeah okay so i don't just hold it onto my tooth okay, no you good. definitely no. just hold it on your tooth oh you do see yes. I, see you guys That's don't even wrong. know well i'm against it well i mean i don't it. you guys don't even know how to use the thing like a slight movement against. i'm not just holding it and well, it depends on that like quip toothbrushes are like normal toothbrushes if you have one that like spins in a circle 
I could see how you would just kind of move that around slowly and hold it on. Okay. Well, that's the toothbrush that I have. So I don't know about what, what Quip is. Quip, does Quip just like vibrate or something? What yeah. is the, what is the electricity doing? Oh, it's just vibrating. Yep. <laughs> okay. Got it. Well, <laughs> I had never popular. used, I had never used an electric toothbrush until this year. I just thought that it was like way. So I guess like 50, like $50. And I was like, not toothbrush quit. is free <laughs> when you go to the dentist, which you should do every six months, Mike. Um, and uh, we moved to a new home and the municipality had a slightly different water source. And we are noticing that there was like a uh, buildup on our teeth more so than in our That's previous disgusting. house. disgusting. See, I'm a dentist. Please don't, please stop. <laughs> Move on, please. Oh my God. Well, I'm not gonna, you can take your earphones out. Um, and I, I just didn't believe in the electric toothbrush. I didn't think it would make that much of a difference, but we tried it and uh, the box that it came in said that it cleaned 400% better than a traditional toothbrush uh, toothbrush. And to my amazement, they were correct. It absolutely did the trick. So Mike, you need to give the electric toothbrush uh, another try. Patrick, Does it mean I don't have to go to the dentist? You may not actually have to go to the dentist as frequently, or the trips that you do make to the dentist will be uh, a far better experience because your teeth will be that much cleaner and they won't have to jackhammer away all of the plaque buildup because you will get rid of it as you go. I don't know. I, I thought I was hoping that you guys would both be like, no, that's a waste of money, especially Pat, but to my amazement. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a, it's a good deal. <laughs> that's right. He uses the affordable. <laughs> he reuses. <laughs> the best thing about it is they give him a free battery. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most bad thing I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, that is have, you guys, have you guys seen the one that it looks like a retainer that you just put in your mouth and it brushes all your yeah, teeth? Yeah, I've gotten that Instagram ad no. before. Yeah, Yo, yeah. It seems like thing. I could be on board with that. Like, if it's going to do all this shit, I don't have to think about it. Like, I'd be on board with it. Yeah, no. it, it started Ew. off on Kickstarter and I'm like, there's no way that would work. But now it's off a of Kickstarter and it has like really good reviews. It I looks disgusting. It. it looks oh, like a mouth guard. Looks I, like a I, football I, guy's mouth guard. But then football like guy. <laughs> robot in your mouth. Um, your you teeth. know, I, having been skeptical of the electric toothbrush for all these years, um, and I, I would be willing to give that a try. You know, maybe I'll, I will again be surprised to get another 4X improvement on my overall dental hygiene. All right. I think we've exhausted electric toothbrushes as a topic. Let's move on to the lightning round. Before we wrap for the evening, it's time for a quick lightning round. This week, I will list five topics in rapid lightning-like succession, and we will each share our positions. Here we go. Like the electric toothbrush that uh, was previously my topic, these topics all have to do with electrified, electrified versions of otherwise non-electric products. Uh, the first one is uh, an electric bicycle, and we're going to go, Michael Patrick, are you for or against an electrical bicycle? And not the Super 73, but like, <laughs> think, think a mountain bike that just happens to be, you know, electrified. Michael, for uh, I don't know how to ride a bike, so I'm going to need that power. Uh, to help me if I find myself somehow on one. So I am four. I don't know. I think, uh, if, I think I don't the power is more dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're thinking about this incorrectly. <laughs> well, this um, allows me to focus on the steering, not the... All uh, right, higher stakes. Higher stakes <laughs> might make it more likely that you'll succeed. Uh, Patrick, for against the electric bicycle. Uh, so for, I've said it in the past, I desperately want one of these. So if somebody wants to send one to P.O. Box, give me a bike. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. 
that is not how PO box works. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there you go. Um, okay. What about, and I want you to think about this for a second, an electric car seat. Some cars have uh, little like levers and, and buttons that allow you to position like the, the recline angle, uh, the like forward backness. Others have like a lever and it sort of slides and you have to do it manually. Are you for or against the electric car seat, Michael? Uh, I have owned both of these and the electric car seat is just, oh, that's a luxury of the 21st or 20th century that uh, <laughs> I'm happy to live in this time where this is possible because with those levers, you're always going too far back and then you inevitably like smash your knees up against the console. Uh, and by you, I mean me. I've done that at least a dozen times. I am for this uh, unnecessary luxury of the electric car seat. All right, Patrick. I am also for, and I don't you're know. you tall man. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if they make the cars anymore where it's like electric in the drivers and manual in the non-drivers. <laughs> That's my car. That's my I had car. one of those. Yeah. It was always disappointing. It was always a bummer when you're in the passenger seat and you see them like sliding back and you're like, oh, and then there's nothing there. Uh, I don't know why, but I actually prefer the manual versions. I think it's the, the speed at which I can recline and or... Uh, <laughs> go forward and back. Although one time I had like, it was like a, a crank. It wasn't a lever. I was yeah. against the crank for sure. Um, okay. Next up, uh, an electric fireplace. Uh, so not uh, a fireplace that's like has an electric starter, but like it, it's not a real fire, but it sort of looks like one. Some of them are better than others. Michael, are you for or against the electric fireplace? No, these are dumb. Um, <laughs> if, if you come home on a date and the guy's got one of these, uh, you should walk out. Um, it's that's a that's a red flag. Why? <laughs> it's 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 an ambiance. If if it's the kind of guy who's able to turn one, if you're able to turn your fireplace on with a with a remote a control, switch, then you think that he's probably got like some kind of light show that he can also turn on with a remote control. <laughs> so, okay, no, thank you. All right, so that's a slippery slope sort of situation. <laughs> uh, Patrick, how about you? Electric fireplace? Yeah, I think I'm going to be against as well. It's a waste of electricity to look at a fake fire. <laughs> all right <laughs> now this wasn't listed but what about the youtube channel that's 10 hours of a fireplace how do you feel about that uh i'm for it people love asmr some people love looking <laughs> at fires <laughs> whatever gets your rocks off i'm for it you guys are right. approved not me patrick <laughs> my my brother turns on the netflix version of that during the holidays yeah i'm gonna go against on that as well <laughs> all right <laughs> very well um what about the electric desk to switch between a standing desk and a sitting desk uh i've never uh been in a, a standing desk so i, I can only s s i think it would be good for my posture i think i'm more uh hunchback of notre dame and than a standing human at this point after <laughs> you know 15 years of of being in the modern american workforce staring at a screen um, so I'm for this. If somebody wants to buy me one at PO box, give me a standing desk. <laughs> I told good. you, Mike, <laughs> still not how PO box works. Boxes work. Um, uh, Patrick, for yeah, I, the standing uh, I own desk. one. I'm currently sitting at one. Maybe later. Do it, I'll be do it right now. Show me. <laughs> um, how do I show you? Yeah. How really more importantly, how do we show our listeners <laughs> on the podcast? So you're for, all right. I, I need to just share that I'm against these. If you want a standing desk, great. I actually had a standing desk for a year at um, my, my previous job. And I understand that like, sometimes you want to sit. That's why we have stools. You just get a tall chair. You don't need to. Spend oh, you're going to look so thousand dollars. No, I, no. I, I did it. it it's I looked yeah, dumb. So you did look dumb. Got it. No, but it's no, it, there's some things that is, are very hard to do when you stand. 
And if you're not sitting in a comfortable chair, if you're sitting on a Pooping, stool, very difficult. I think that <laughs> I think that that's not the way to go. I think you're wrong. And I uh, own one, so shut up. And it wasn't a thousand dollars; it was like under five hundred. All right, boom. <laughs> yeah, shocking <laughs> that you didn't spend a thousand dollars on anything. Um, now, <laughs> all right, and our final topic for uh, this lightning round is electric scooters, and specifically, I want to know. Um, children's electric scooters all right so not not like a grown adult getting around town to and from work but children should they in their youth uh, be required to pump their legs to get from point a to point b or (laughs) are we just contributing to the obesity epidemic um michael let's go to you Oh, let's get them on a 360 video game uh treadmill (laughs) and that'll get their steps in that way um i (sighs) I'm I guess I'm for this as long as they don't have like too many of them um, and they don't all get together and band and become like a a scooter mod gang. Uh, We had one of those in a neighborhood in Texas that we visit our friends uh, and there was like 13 kids all on these electric scooters and I felt intimidated. (laughs) So um, within reason, as long as they agree not to organize. (laughs) When you said that they don't have too many, I thought you meant like one kid has too many. <laughs> um, for against there's a lot of different ones in my neighborhood. Like there's the standard, there's one that you like sit on that isn't like doesn't ride drive well because it's meant to like spin in circles sometimes. And then there's the uh, hoverboards that seems like the laziest version of these because you have to just stand completely straight up. So it just looks like you're standing there and moving. So um, I think they should have to use their bodies before it turns to mush. So I'm against these. All right, very good. I think I'm against these as well. Let's uh, let's use your feet, kids. If you're still <laughs> listening, please consider telling a friend about for or against. And if you haven't yet, please write a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd also love for you to sign up for our newsletter at foragainstpod.com. So you never miss a future episode. Follow us on social media at For Against Pod at Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. For now, thanks for listening. And thanks to our friends at the Let Me Ask You a Podcast. Let Me Ask You a Question <laughs> podcast. Bye. <laughs> Just old friends on the podcast who build a defense on ridiculous topics are you for or against. Discussing random issues, man, the show is immense. So tune in and choose a side that you sit on the fence. Man, we debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars. You're listening now to For or Against. So turn the volume up, this is For or Against.